Hi. Hey everyone. Welcome back to Chirping with ABA Owls. I'm Carla. And I'm Lauren. Yes. Um, so I know, of course, you don't know our voices. Well, if you go to the website, you can, you know, look at our pretty faces. Um, <laughs> so we just wanted to say a disclaimer to start with, because I think we should do this. Uh, we think we should do this every episode where we're just going to discuss our thoughts and experiences and what we've worked with and worked on. So we're not saying we have absolute we are the absolute owners of the truth. We're just saying this is what we've done and this is what worked or not worked in our experiences based on this wonderful science of ABA. Uh, just a few quick things. So last podcast, I mentioned the word PECS. PECS stands for Picture Exchange Communication System, and it's one way of communicating. Just wanted to say that because when listening back to the episode, because we do need to listen to the editing, um, I realized that I said this and I didn't explain. So my apologies for that. And your turn. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. Sorry, I was just um, listening to what you're saying. Um, also, yeah, thank you so much for introducing us. I think it was great. Um, I think today for our topic, Carla and I were talking about um, reaching out to more people in our field. Um, and as much as we want to help parents and professionals, we also want to help people that work in ABA too. So we thought today we would talk about manding. Um, and what manding is, is it's, it's, it's a term we like to use in ABA, um, but it is basically means just requesting for things or asking for things. Um, and this week's episode will be part one of the M word. So uh, we wanted to talk to you a bit about why we chose this topic. As Lauren mentioned, um, you know, we just want to help as well people who work in ABA. Uh, so we, we do want to expand, you know, our range, uh, but we thought Manding cause would be a quite important one because uh, it's about communication. Uh, so we'll be discussing, you know, ideas on how to get people to request more people, children, etc. And like we said as well, we use this on our friends, so feel free. <laughs> Um, we will not be discussing. <laughs> yeah, we will not be discussing um, Macaton or PEX or prompt levels. We're just going to be talking about ideas on how to get requesting to increase uh, and the importance of requesting. Um, and there's many, many times where we felt like we. We felt that we didn't know what activities to try next. We didn't know what direction it to follow. Like we were just stuck or uninspired. So we just we want to talk about how you get your groove back uh, to do the the requesting. And and it's normal. Sometimes you want to get a child or a person to, especially considering special needs uh, to talk more to communicate more and sometimes you don't know what else to do you don't know where to turn and it can be quite overwhelming uh, so we're going to talk a, a bit about that about getting ideas increasing requesting dash manding um, and why is it so important so on on that I'll leave it with Lauren now thank you um, so I thought what we could talk about in the beginning, Colin, and um, interrupt me if I'm not explaining this very well, but um, I thought we would start with um, verbal behavior. So 
we're going to talk a lot about verbal behavior throughout our podcast. So we thought we'd introduce the topic here a little bit and how we how we've grasped and understood it and how we explain it to other people. So verbal behavior, um, the acronym we're going to use is VB. So V for vehicle and B for bus or B for B. Um, so that's our acronym. Um, and why we why verbal behavior is so important and so important as a part of our ABA. Um, so how how Carl and I chatted about it, and Carla gave a really good example, is is I want you to try and imagine an orange. And you know, you when you open up an orange, you see it's divided into different pieces or sections, okay? And um each piece um represents a different part of of the the whole. Um and you need all the pieces to make it complete. Okay, and that's the same with us as human beings. All the parts we have, such as being able to communicate communicate and answering questions and being able to copy others, Skinner called operants. And in ABA and specifically in verbal behavior, we look at the pieces of the orange, the operant, another word for the piece, and which which part is lacking, which part isn't fully developed. Um, and often with the people we work with, it's obviously mostly the, the social aspects of that. So, you know, communication, which is, you know, at its core social, is often the area we start with. So that's why we thought we would talk about communication, manding or requesting. That's how we started with those ones today. Um, Carla, do you want to add anything there? Is that No, no, no. I think that, well, at least for me, it's clear. I'm. If, if it's not clear for anyone, again, you are welcome to email us because we do like to know. Um, how we are, if we are being clear or not, uh, but that to me was perfect. So we we like to do the WH questions. So what is mending? Why we should do mending? How do you do mending? Who does mending, etc. Uh, so first we're going to look at what. So mending, it's all about communication. Mending comes for, so if you take the word uh, demand uh, and remove the first, the D and the E, then we have the word mand. So that's how uh, in our field uh, we called requesting, we called mand, because it's a way of um, requesting something from someone. Uh, but it's not it's not like a it's similar to a, a command. How do I say this? So we it, it's a demand, but it's not demanding. It's a way of other people asking you for something. And so we had to find the ABA wanted to find a specific term for this. And they went with the words demand, remove the D, becomes man. Um, it's just a term we use. For us, it's easier because uh, I know a lot of people use requesting, requesting, but it's it's which is also correct. But in ABA, you know, like in other fields, people take their concepts and they name them. And this is how ABA is named requesting because ABA, we have to rename everything. So, <laughs> so that we, we can say, oh, we call it this. Aren't we amazing? <laughs> So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of our forte, really, of renaming things. <laughs> exactly. So we call it manding. So if you, we will use it, um, manding or requesting, uh, we will use both terms. So they they mean the same thing. Uh, so we, in my experience, in Laura's experience, we've we've learned how to uh, work on manding with children, and we've seen people work on manding, and we've trained people. Lauren trained more people than me because she's been doing this for longer. Uh, but we've both trained staff, parents, um, and we or other professionals, and we've seen how what they think manding is. Um, and to be honest, it's a skill that is quite hard 
to sometimes learn because because of the way our society is, let's say, set up. Um, we learn early on the, the carrier phrases such as please, thank you, more, help. Um, so when we see pe when people teach manding to children, they they put a lot of these words there and and so what happens sometimes, especially with uh, children with autism, is they become a bit robotic where they uh, because I know people say ABA makes children robotic. I think whenever something is badly taught, even if it's ABA or not, it will sound robotic. Um, and I, I work with this child that he's in school. They've taught him to say juice, please. So every time he wants juice, he always says juice, please. So he doesn't understand that the word please is, is not the same as juice. He just thinks it's all one word for just so it doesn't really even matter if it's in within ABA or not. Carrier phrases when they're not correctly taught or at the wrong time can be, you know, can make very awkward and dysfunctional communication. Um, I do have a surprise for Lauren, but Lauren, do you want to comment on that first? And any comments you want to say on that before I tell you my surprise? Uh, OK, yeah, I think, um, you know, what's so interesting is that um, I think people get so worried about people that aren't communicating. I want to give them some tool to use. Yeah. And so they teach them, you know, uh, what we call like generalized mans, mans that can take the place of other requests, like more and like <coughs> saying and things. And I have worked with some students who all they sign is more. They'll walk up to me and they'll be like more. And I'm like, more of what? Because. I've literally walked into a room. I don't know what you're playing with. I don't know what you want. So, yeah, I think that we steer away from those until children have really solid language. But we can go on to that in a bit. So, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for your surprise. <laughs> so, and we, because we do have a catch up before we record because we want to, you know, talk about stuff. And I thought about this the other day. So my first few experiences with Manding were in Lauren's class when I started in the school she, we worked at. Uh, and she was my supervisor for a full year and a few months. Um, and I decided to look up my Manding evaluation form. Oh, my days. <laughs> that Miss Lauren did for me. Oh, and my. I, I bet you my English is terrible. No, it's not. So uh, it's, there was one I was looking it, It's one of our favorites. Little H is uh, our favorite. And in um, where we worked, we evaluations, they had like a grid where you have a plus or a minus. And they said, if you have any of the grades in a minus, it was the automatic fail. They changed that in the meantime, but it was an automatic fail. And I was looking yeah. and I had everything plus and I had one minus in the gray. Oh, and I, I think I to, know which one it is. Yeah. And I had to... to and then on the same day so Lauren said okay so this is where you had the minus and then on the same day we did it and then I passed and it was 100% but I, I just find it funny because I'm looking at the like Lauren is very good with her comments she goes this is the amount of times you are he asked for what's it called lion song amount of times he asked for chocolate amount of times oh. he asked for the iPad <laughs> and then I have other comments from other people but I don't think that's as but yours are better because other people would be like plus minus no comments like literally you would make so many which I loved you say you'd write examples I mean it was yeah. a very good very good trainer I think well are. it would, would help me remember because you know sometimes you would be training 
eight people a day and you'd have eight yeah. different examples and eight different kids. So sometimes I would be like, well, how am I going to remember what Carla has done with the student she's working with? So I would take notes. Also, I think it's a good way to, if someone, if you're trying to train someone and you go, remember when you did that and you talk about it and you don't write it down. Now, when you look back, yeah. you wouldn't have remembered what we talked about. So I nope. do it because I think it helps both of the team members remember and go, oh, look how many times you did that. That's amazing, you know. No, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and I think it's a bit of a help for myself. <laughs> no, exactly. But that's how I did as well. When then I start training stuff, that's how I did it as well I, because I learned from it because I like – I remember when I was in secondary school and my geometry teacher, she would advanced geometry, I might add. And she wow. would write, yeah, and she would write comments like she would write a lot of comments on our homework. And if we did the lines a bit more bigger or like she would write, is the line pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and she would make a little baby. Oh, so, so that and also and then you, I had you being like common and that's how I did it when I trained stuff like oh yeah. you said this you said that you said this like because I think it does help a lot and I think it's very interesting to go look at my to be honest I I love looking at my uh, evaluation graphs because it was most it was 99% green and I remember once I was showing this member of staff and they're like you've had green from the beginning since you started I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's a- and it's important to feel good, you know, like I remember after, like as Carla said, like I was I was in an like an organization for quite a long time and you know, you get to a point where you feel a bit dry with training, like you feel yeah. like there's nothing else you can give. And then you get someone who who arrives and they're just so fresh and you feel you feel inspired by their energy and you're like, Oh wow, okay, I'm gonna feel good about this today because look how much they want to learn and I think that's how I felt a little bit with you like you wanted yeah. to learn so much and I you know and I I it was very it was quite late in my career at the at the school by that point and so you know it was hard to be energized about the same stuff all the yeah. time so yeah. yeah I mean it 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 certainly does make a difference and especially when people want to do stuff for the kid and I think you always innately had that and I that's how I remember being a tutor I remember being like we have to do this because it's it's for the benefit of this young person. And that's what drove me every day, you know, like there was nothing else really. Like I wanted to learn, but I always, I wanted to learn to help them achieve stuff even better than they could, you know? Yeah. How was it with you when you, when you started as a tutor? So I remember, you know, when I started, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't know that I would like this work. And so, and I started with, quite a challenging class of of young people um Mm. so none of them could speak so I had only kids that could Mm. sign and even the sign was not um fluent because their imitation skills weren't great or their copying skills weren't great so actually like it was really really tough to feel inspired to teach them things because it took them a long time to learn because and I don't want to go into too much detail here but maybe we can at some point is that if you have a signer you have to teach them to copy the sign before they can learn to ask for something because they don't know how to ask for it without having the skills. Yeah, exactly. So there's a whole bunch of levels. So it would take a long time for them to learn just one thing. And it, it, the perseverance in that was really quite – it was quite something. But, yeah, so it was tricky. And I remember seeing other classes with kids and thinking, oh, wow, it's so much easier. But actually I'm so grateful that I started there because – it made me think how important 
being able to use one request was for this young person. And when we taught them that and they started using it independently, it was the best feeling in the world. Um, So, yeah, I think it's 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 tricky and it can be hard and you get stuck in this this rut of being like, oh, they still don't get it. And it's been day three of, you know, prompting all the time. So. I, I, I fully understand how tricky it can be. So, yeah. yeah. I remember because the first kid I had, I was given because it was a kid with low behavior, but to do manding, all my days did I have to work for him. Oh, to get... I know. And I oh, got yeah. it. I think it's yeah. when you get the kid who doesn't want it. Like, and it's the thing. So that actually segues well into our next part, which is what do we do when we lose inspiration? And mm. with this kid, I was new. Um, I remember the class leader at the time try, like teaching me manding and he would, for example, he tried to make it as basic as I could, as it, he could. So, for example, he gave this boy something to play and then he snatched it away, which now I look <laughs> back and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. And then he's like, and then the kid has to ask for the thing. So in a very Ill, simple way, he wanted to show me how what what manding should be like the requesting I you know I think the snatching was because I was so new he had to make it obvious for me yeah uh, but yeah but <clears throat> because now I don't like to snatch things but but yeah I think no. he just wanted to make it obvious and um and then what I when you lose inspiration so some kids are harder to motivate than others definitely so it's you know we I personally and I'm sure Lauren does we look at other pupils what other pupils like to do we we think about um, what we like to do as well. We look at Pinterest because now we have Pinterest, an amazing tool that you should use. Oh, thank God for Pinterest. I'm, I know, my day is blessed. We're blessed with that app. I mean, <laughs> I know the pandemic is really bad, but can you imagine without the internet? I oh, know. <laughs> I spend a good, I spend a good like 30 minutes on Pinterest every single day, especially yeah, now that least, I'm in housebound. At least, Lauren. Like, we, Lauren yeah. and I send a lot of pins to each other, like, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? <laughs> and then, uh, so, going, sorry. And then we also do research. Um, I like to do mind maps. Um, yeah. I love a mind map. Uh, I do, there's apps for that, but I think old pen and paper works just as well. Because I like to think about everything. I, I, I organize better if I write, it, write it down. So I would, for example, do like a little bubble in the center saying um, water play. And then I would put all the activities related to all the things I can get out of water play. I can get pour, splash, um, glitter, water, mix, stir. Like there's there's this whole vocabulary that can come out of it. Um, you know, and it's very, and sometimes children will not be interested in, in an activity at the beginning. So should, we call it pairing, 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 you know, associate that activity with something else they like. So I had this kid who only liked um, very childish uh, songs and he was in, he was already a teenager. So I wanted him to, and he quite liked one of the songs of the Lion King, like, um, was it a King song? Uh, Can't wait to be King. Oh, it's a good tune. Yeah. So we, I paired it a lot. Like he, he had claps during the song. He had a couple of crisps because that boy, you know, loved his crisps. And <laughs> and I think I think uh, there's not a lot he he liked. So unfortunately, we had to use edibles, but carefully because to not over overstuff him. Um, yeah. But but at the end, because the song was also quite sensory, visually sensory, he quite liked it. So it we managed to pair the song, and he then would start to mand for the song. Then he started mm. to ask for that song which was great so 
so it's all about associating a new activity with something else that they already like, which is the pairing, uh, and do research on it, like expand, try things that you also like. Because I find that people's difficulty with manding is when they don't know, when they don't really like the activity, it's harder to fake it. So don't yeah. fake it. Try even sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you have to do an activity that you don't really like, but the child loves. But try to find some joy from it. Try to try to also enjoy it. Otherwise, the, the children are quite clever and perceptive, and they will pick up on. Oh, if she's not into this, why should I? Like, I mean, I always like to do stuff with children that I also enjoy in some way or shape or form. Because otherwise, then you're just you're going to be bored. The child's going to be bored, or the teenager's going to be bored. <laughs> Yeah. And it can seem a lot more fake, isn't it? You can see yeah. it, it, it feels more uncomfortable if yeah. you are not, it, your heart's not in it or you're not at least trying to put your heart in it for the kid, you know? Yeah. When um, I mean, I've looked at some, some stuff, I had a, I remember I had a young lady who I worked with who, despite our best efforts, really loved Peppa Pig. And, you know, no. I, was, I was fine for her to like Peppa Pig. Um, I had to read a lot of Peppa Pig books and things. Um, so what I try to do is I was thinking about what she... So she liked looking at pictures. Also, she liked reading the books or having the books read to her. And then she liked looking at the pictures of the characters. So I was like, okay, so what can we do with this? How about we take... So I used to print off pictures of Peppa Pig and then I would, like, cut them out and laminate them and use them on different images, on different, like, um, materials. So like, mm-hmm. we, we started doing, like, making puzzles out of um, Peppa Pig's images. Oh, nice. And then she could be, like, Peppa Pig puzzle, but it wasn't the Peppa Pig puzzles she already had. So it was kind of novel and fun, but new. Um, we used to also turn in, like, art activities. So getting her to cut them out and stick them and put glitter on them and choose which character she wanted where. And so, she, you know, we could get, like, paper. We could get cut. We could get glue. We could get scissors. We could get stick. We could get – so we could get a lot more language out of her just around <laughs> – found something that she really liked so that's that kind of associating like Carla was mentioning pairing associating Peppa Pig the thing she really liked with other things like the art activity which she may not have liked if it hadn't been for Peppa Pig being there yeah um, and then and then we started you know working on other characters that she so that, that that the art activity became fun for her so yeah that's kind of um one of the things I w- was successful at doing yeah I think and there's so many activities I think people I think we're so used to the phones, we forget there's a whole range of stuff. Absolutely. And use that, use the phone, use them for your advantage, use the internet to your advantage. And I, I've tried, I don't know, I'm sure there's lots of stuff I haven't tried yet, but there's, there is literally so much. I keep thinking about when I was a kid and I would do everything. I would make clay sculptures. I made a dollhouse. I, I made jewelry. I, I know. And within those activities, which might sound really advanced, you can do little steps. You can do the little steps of the activities um, and then get the kids interested in building it up, building it up. Um, I mean, I've worked with two twins. They were very good with sculpting. I mean, they were actually really yeah. good. And I brought some Amazing. clay and, and they like monsters. So I had Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy, and they would uh, sculpt it. Like, you know, not professionally, obviously, but it was pretty good for a couple of young um boys uh so it's i've tried i like arts a lot and i always go for arts but i know some kids don't and some kids prefer physical play i love physical play i love pretend play i remember i have this pupil and he likes um to pretend like sometimes you know deaths and stuff like harry potter like dumbledore dying and etc and which is really cute 
I know it sounds really inappropriate, but I think when we're kids, we do have to understand what death is, is when we realize what death is. And he quite, you know, he's quite aware of that. And um, and we're playing and he said that I fell. I was like, oh, I fell, I'm hurt. And his mom was like, oh, should we help her? And he goes, no, leave her in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> and then just leave her in the grave. And that's oh. pretend playing, but it's, I, but it's a very good activity. Like it, it, you know, not not all kids will be able to do that. I'm sure some yes. kids are, you know, they're more, they're very. Some kids are very severely autistic, and they won't be able to get that level. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't encourage it. You should always encourage playing and different activities as much as you can, even if they don't seem to be able to communicate that well. Mm. They might be understanding more than what we think we know. So it's always good to expose them to different activities. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, yeah, sorry, sorry, I was no, 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 no. I interrupted you, but I was just going to say, you know, like sometimes I think also we we get stuck. Like you know, we mentioned water play, and a lot of the young people I work with love water play, and you know, they're happy to play on their own doing water play. And but it's very much, especially in the UK, <laughs> it's very much a summertime activity which you can't do at other times. And also, well, you can, but it's you know, it's in the classroom and it can get messy and it's cold. Yeah, and it can disturb other children and, you know, that kind of thing. So I also, and kids get old, you know, and you don't want, a, well, I mean, not that I have an issue. We can talk about, um, what is it called? I can't even think of the word. Appropriate activities, age appropriate. Appro- age appropriate, that's the word, my days, sorry. <laughs> um, so, you know, we can we can talk about that, but I, I don't really want to mention that now. But as you get older, you want to have kids to be able to do more um, occupy themselves in different ways. So as kids have got older, I've done more advanced versions, I would say, of water play. So like using for science experiments, making jelly, you know, um, cooking so that the water can be part of an activity. Um, I've also done um, get kids to watch videos of water slides and, you know, fish tanks and people making fish tanks. And, you know, so it doesn't always have to be if the water's what they like. Let's use that, like we were saying earlier, to expand to other interests. Well, um, yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, Lauren and I had this pupil that he was the one, the first pupil I had, and it was very hard to motivate. But if there's one thing he would, you know, shake with excitement was water slide videos. Oh, oh my shame. days, it was so good. He would lose it. He would actually lose it, and it was hilarious. Yeah, he gets so overstimulated and excited. Oh my like, days, his head off. <laughs> It was so hard then. Like then we had to chill him out. That and the yeah. rubber snake. Remember the spin? There was this rubber spin snake. He would spin around, and one time he smacked himself. <laughs> and then he was yeah. just like, ah! "Oh my goodness! Oh, he's oh, such a treat. What a darling!" So this was part one of the M word. Uh, we will carry on on part two. We just didn't want to overwhelm everyone because they can get quite lengthy. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. And please visit our website, www.abaowls.com and email us if you have any questions, aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.